Welcome everyone, Bez Hashem. We're learning Mishra and Simon Kofnon Gimel Sifyod Aleph, Shin number 353. Kofnon Gimel Sifyod Aleph, Hechos Beisak Nessus. Beisak Nessus, Oilevein and Veitzim, Beisak Nessus, Yoshan Shasasu. A shul, or the bricks and the wood of an old shul that they. Sasu is that they demolished, they took it apart. Yechoilim, Litain Bimatana. You're permitted to give. These items, the shul, the eitzim, the stones, and the wood, as a matana. What's the understanding? The understanding is, If not for the fact that you would get hanaf from this person, you would not give it to him. Which means like this. I'm not saying this applies to anyone specifically here. I hope not to feel myself like that as well. But what the Mechaber is telling us is, is, is that there is such a concept and before I explain it, I want to just share with you Chayus Lavavos. There's a Chayus Lavavos that says, you know, I invite you people invite people for Shabbos, and if I invite you for Shabbos, don't think that I'm doing this to you. Is because I'm embarrassed. How could I not invite you for Shabbos? So I'm doing it because of Bush, not because of Chesed. You hear? You hear what's going on, right? So you have to do things for the right reasons. But what the Mechaber is telling us here, why am I permitted to give over the bricks and the wood from the old shul, as we gave you an example on the other side of City Avenue? Because if I, I'm going to get me out from that gift that I give you. Therefore, the Kedusha is leaving the place where it was and going somewhere else. And that's permissible. But if the Kedusha would not be leaving, then you're giving someone a gift and there was a Kedusha on it, then you're lowering the status of it now. So the, what we want to take out from here, and the Mishru will explain it very clearly, is that when there's a transfer of the Kedusha, from A to B, then you're allowed to give over the basic nesses, the avonim, and the eitzim. But if there's no transfer over, then you can't give it over because then nobody will be saying until now. You say they're going down. We'll take a question in a second. We could also exchange them with other material. And then they can go out to mundane purpose. However, what are you not allowed to do? You cannot use the material from the old shul as a collateral, or you cannot rent them out, or you cannot lend them out. Because there's nothing else for it to transfer over its Kedusha to. And we're going to explain more in the Mishra and clarify what that means. If the Kedusha can go from A to B, you can do this. We give over Matana, that the Kedusha is going from A to B. When you're just renting it out, lending it out, using its collateral, the Kedusha is still in the same place. And then you're just like using the, the, the items from the shul as a collateral. That, that's lowering the Kedusha la- le- level of it, its status. Says the Ramah, only if you're going down the Kedusha, like we just explained, that's when it's a problem. But you can lend a Sefer Torah that is a Rabbim, it's a Tzibudika Sefer Torah, it, it belongs to the community, the Shul, and lend it to a Yochid. Why? Because you're laying a Sefer Torah here, you're laying a Sefer Torah there. Fine, it's 10 people here, it's 100 people there, but, but it's, it still has the same purpose usage of what the Sefer Torah is being used for. As opposed to what? As opposed to, we're going to see in the Mishterur, perhaps maybe if you want to Let's say a person's having a, a big affair, a big a big event, and he has a glass cabinet, and he wants to show people he has a Sefer Torah. 
So he wants to put his Sefer Torah in, in his glass cabinet. So people at this event, for a good cause, a good, a good event, is raising money for a good, whatever it is, Maiset. So he wants to have a Sefer Torah there. Are, are they using the Sefer Torah for reading from him? So we're going to see there are those that answer and could be those that even matter. Let's go back to the previous page in Sivkot and Samach Dalet, where we said, Beis HaKnesses, a shul, or levenim ve'etzim ve'es HaKnesses, yashin shesosru. From a uh, uh, shul, uh, the bricks and the stones, uh, the wood that you took took apart, perush, shikvar hispalubai. So the first thing he's telling us that you davened already in that shul. Fine. You chelum and you can give it, hainu shiva tuva yir, the leaders of the community, even without the recognition, the agreement of the of the congregation of the people, we could also give it over. As we had learned, this whole discussion only by Kfar, by the village, but not by a Krach. Right? A Krach is a different status, we learned already. Then we say, give it so we just answered your question, Rabbi Tzemach. The lekech, the purchaser, the one who acquires these items, can use it for a tashmishchol, for a mundane purpose. Whatever he wants, mundane. Dilav, why? Dilav, dahavaluhu. Because when you give something over to someone else, it's not like, you know, you're like counting, you're counting the days. Okay, when's he giving me something back? There's an understanding, this type of social etiquette relationship concept. You know, you go to someone's house, so you get them flowers, you get them a bottle of wine or something like that. You know, you give them something, right? It's the same concept here. Or that you're going to know that in the future you're going to get some benefit sometime down the road from that person that you gave something to. And therefore, according to the, what we're saying now, therefore, in those days, right, I just came back from Muncie, not now, I'm saying for Shabbos, right? So imagine in a uh, hundred years ago, who would travel? It was two and a half, three hours to Muncie by car, going 65 same miles an hour. Who, who would do that in old days, right? Yeah, right. I'm saying what? We're the, the, talking here in Nachreino, hundreds of years ago. It takes days and days, right? It's, it's a big, it's a big, uh, big trip. So people wouldn't travel like that you know, unless you had a very good reason to go. So he's saying, halachically, if it's a far city away where you never got benefit from, they're not going to be benefiting you. It's also you cannot do that exchange. Because you're not going to get anything from them. And therefore what? This is the point now. There's nothing that the Kedusha's basic Knesset can go on. It has to, the Kedusha's basic Knesset from the Shul A has to go on Shul B. And if there's nothing for it to go on, it's also to give it to them. Because then the Kedusha was never removed from the first place and you cannot use it. You're going down the Kedusha. We've learned the past two weeks already. You can't do that. Oh, very good. This whole discussion. That's if you're giving it to the person to use as a mundane brick. Right? 
But to give them the shul to daven in, or to give them the bricks to rebuild for, for davening, you're not going down Kedusha. As we said in the Ramah as well, with the Sefer Torah, to give a Sefer Torah to be read as well, you're not going down the Kedusha. So that would be fine. So to explain the Magin of Ram, you are permitted to give over the Sefer Torah or any of these other items that you'll be using in the same function of what they are. So you're not going down in Kedusha. So it's not a problem. However, to give it over as collateral or to rent it out is a problem. Why? The cave in Shagufa Chavetz Loy Nimkar, since the actual Chavetz itself, Loy Nimkar, was not sold, a dying Beshus Bailum Harishayim Huvik Dushas Ekoi. So, since it wasn't sold over, the Kedusha is still there. Didn't transfer over into anything else. Oila Hashilim Perish Azman, or to lend it for a certain time period. That's also a problem. Because you're taking the Shul item and you're lowering it from its Kedusha status. And then they gave it back to you the way that you that you they got it. That's a problem. Because if it's a a lending for open ended or whatever much much time you want, so basically what are they saying? They'll give you back a different one. Right? That's basically what they're saying to you. So then the Kedusha goes in the other one. So when you get it back you're getting back the Kedusha item now. So they're allowed to use it, whatever they want. Right? Let's just think for a second. Let's say you lend somebody a pen. And he says, so when do you need it back? Oh, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Six months later, he gives you back a different pen. You're fine with that. So here, the shul item, whatever, the, let's say, whatever the item is that they're lending, that you're lending to them, if you don't get back the same item, you can get back a different item and the Kedusha goes in the other item. So then, it's once again, it's a transfer of the kedusha. So the kedusha never went down in status. The hainu chalipin, the sharinon. This is chalipin. Chalipin is to exchange, which is permissible. Sifkon ayin al vafilu aldei shiva tuveir vafilu im hoyegam kein the maimer ansheir. Also, if it was the maimer ansheir with the agreement of the people of the city, shein kan davracher. And the reason why why uh, it's a problem. If the Kedusha doesn't go on something else, then it's lowering the level of Kedusha. So the Mishra was asking a question. One second. Did you receive money for the rental time or or for the collateral? When you gave us a collateral? Nonetheless, you can't say the Kedusha is on the money. Kedusha doesn't transfer onto the money. Shari ain't gufa chevetz koniloi because the actual item itself is not acquired by you. Vadai nishah b'kedushosay v'kamishtamish b'kodesh, and the kedusha still remains on the initial original item, and now you're using davar b'shebekedusha. You're using kodesh. Shemarid b'kedushosan sifkad ein gimel, you can give over the sefer Torah. But that one's it a problem. Everything we discussed until now, it's only if you go down in the kedusha. 
that the borrower or the renter is going to use it for something which is mundane. But if they're not going down, I feel a save it you can even lend a save the even more so to give it to a shul to daven from now, this is what I mentioned in the introduction. The Oilus Tamid says, when is this permissible? That's when the that's when the people who are borrowing the Sevetaira are or renting it are diving with the minion with the Sevetaira. But if they're not going to be using it for the purpose of the of the Sefer Torah, then it's a zilz of kedusha. It's a lowering lowering level of kedusha. Then under all circumstances, it is permissible. Okay. Now, in other words, it sounds like what is he saying? Like an example we gave, where you have this like glass uh, cabinet, and for lack of a better word, I call it a museum artifact. So, according to the Oilus Talmud, it seems to be Yasser. According to the Magen Avram, it seems like it would be Mutter. So, the question you have to ask now is, why should that be Mutter? Why is that not a zilz of going down, like the Oilus Talmud says? Perhaps, we could suggest, and I'm saying as a capital perhaps, is, why would you want to show the Sefer to the people? Because you want to show the Hashivas. By definition, that's not going down in Kedusha. Look, look, look what I have here. I have a Sefer Torah. That's the Rechosha. Right? Maybe that's what he's saying. Yes, if you lend something, it doesn't go down in Kedush, but when you lend somebody something, you, you they can't be using it in the, in the lower level status. Give an example. No, I okay? Understand. I understand yeah. But put it on display is not necessarily using it. I mean, it's there for other people. Well, but to give someone something for a display, you could hear from the Oilers Talmud, he says, that's not what a Sefer Torah is for. It's not a display article. It's 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 there to be used. It's not a, you're right. So, so, but it seems like you know in the in the Magen Avram, the the applies to the Chol Gavni Shari. So I don't know what Chol Gavni means. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to understand. Like, what else could be a scenario that we make it permissible? Okay, let's continue now with Sif Yud Beis. Mechaber says in Sif Yud Beis, Mishi Eshloi Tanai, a person who has a im Ahakol is a condition with the congregation. He made it tonight. The congregation have a stipulation with what we call the Goldberg family and his descendants. They're the only ones that are permitted to make a shul. They're the only ones that have the rights to make the shul in town. What? No, no. Oh, you say who made it? Who made this condition? You're asking? No. They're in place of the seven people that can normally... The congregation made a made a made a, a pact with the Goldberg family that the Goldberg family they have the rights to to build a shul in town. That's the same thing as the congregation made a pact with the seven uh, kosher. Oh, okay, you're saying that concept. You're saying that concept. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, fine. I I agree to that. Okay, okay. So he says. <laughs> The Goldberg family cannot say, okay, we're auctioning off, we're selling this right. Who wants to have the right to sell, to build a shul in town? It sounds like Dabr Choshev, right? The Goldberg family, I just thought of any name, right? Cannot, 
cannot do that. Now let's explain what this means here. What din b'shad dvar mitzvah? So too, not just the rights to build the shul, but any other dvar mitzvah, any other mitzvah category that a family would have the rights for. They cannot sell that right. Because the Mishra explains from the Lavosh that this family that has the rights for that specific mitzvah, it was given to them by the congregation. Not that they could go ahead and do what they want with it and get sell to someone else. Unless, the Lavush explains, in the initial giving over of the rights, it was put into this, this contract, if you will, the stipulation that you could also do what you want with it. You want to you want to use the rights to to build it? Go for it. You want to use the rights to sell it and someone else would go for it. I'll give you an example. There's a mitzvah. We saw this brought down. Not too long ago. For the person to hand the gartel and the mantle to the person doing gleeling. Right, we take it for granted. The gaba usually just hands over during the week, right? Yeah, or even on Shabbos. He hands over the, the belt. For, you know, after you do gleeling, he gives over the, the belt and he gives over the covering. That job is something that can be auctioned off in shul as a chalik of a mitzvah. whatever it is. That can be auctioned off as a mitzvah. So let's say for whatever reason, let's say there was a great-great-grandfather who was so mocked that the Sevetoy should have the nicest gartel and nicest. So the community said, you know what? We want to show appreciation to you. This is your Goldberg family, right? To do this mitzvah. Always. For him and his descendants. Okay? Can they sell it? So we say, no. Well, they did not let it sell unless it was given over with the permission to sell it as well. It has to be, has to, how, how was the stipulation made? Cause of a task. Can you take it away? It doesn't say. I don't want to say more than it says. It doesn't say. They can return it. You're saying, you're saying, let's say they did, they did something wrong? I, that's my understanding of your question. If they didn't do anything wrong, then you can't take no, it away. No, but let's say for whatever reason they did something, whatever could be raw, deemed wrong, I, I, you know, I, guess they could. I, I get what? I would think they could. I would think they could also. Yeah, yeah, if they, you know, breach a contract, if you will, whatever that contract or the breach was, you know. <clears throat> the Taz says that the Shukhanara is talking about a case Shekibdu Shukhanara is talking about a case where they gave this Mishpacha, this family, the right to do that mitzvah for free. That's what we're saying he can't go ahead and charge. You know, like sometimes a person will go to, uh, to a shul and the shul, this is my, 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 my understanding, is shul is giving out some free danishes, you know, or you go to uh, like a bris, you know, you get five, you, know, you get a few danishes, you go, and, oh, would you like to buy a danish? 75 cents. So, wow, it's $3 in the bakery. Before you know it, you made yourself a few dollars. Like, well, that's not right. Right? Okay? You get your free breakfast and sell for someone else. Right? What? <laughs> People are chuckling here because I, they might have met somebody that might have done something like this. Okay. No names. <laughs> but if the family originally acquired 
this zchus, this right, for that mitzvah. They purchased the right. Now, now let's say, for example, Yom Anoraim. You know, they have a whole, the, by Roshon Yom Kippur, they, they, they're selling, I know some shuls by Simchas Torah, they sell the, the, the zchuyos of the hagba, of the glila, of, they sell these kibudim to, let's say, groups of people. You know, each person says, we're going to give in, uh, we're going to be a group of people, and and then, you know, whoever wants to have a glila, that, those five, ten people will, will decide who's going to be. But it's their schus. So what does he say? I will economy him b'damim. If they acquired it, it's like any other purchase. It's your car, you want to sell it, go ahead and sell it. You can sell this schus as well. Mikomogim boruhu. So when you have the rights to sell it because you pre-purchased it, you can sell it whoever you want, just as long as the person is hogun. Hogun means he's it's respectable for him to have this right. But if he's not, then the, the congregation will say, one second, one second, one second. Before you make that final uh, purchase of the sale, of this right of, of who's doing Hagban, Glila, and all this, you know, we have to explain something to you. So they, they could do that. Okay. Sif Yud Gimel. Mechaber says on the top of the page, Gobu Moyes, Lebin, Basic Nessus. They collected money for the building of the shul. Ubalahem Dvar Mitzvah. And lo and behold, a, a mitzvah, another mitzvah opportunity arises. You can take that money that you use to collect for the shul and you go ahead and use that money for that other mitzvah. What does this mean? Says the Mishra Sifkot in Ayin Zayin. He says, he doesn't tell us which mitzvah. He says, a mitzvah situation came up. So he says, since he just said any mitzvah situation, it sounds like any mitzvah. It doesn't have to be that mitzvah or this mitzvah. Like any type of tzedakah. Even if the other mitzvah is not more kodesh, if you will, not on a higher madrag, a higher level of the sanctity of the shul. Still, what we're saying is, you can use it for that other mitzvah. That's what it sounds like. You could, you're, raising, you're raising money for the shul, you could still use it for something else. <coughs> so most probably you had a question. Something was bothering you. Why? Because earlier in Sifei, we're now in Yud Gimel. So in Sifei, two weeks ago, we said not like that. So you're probably thinking about that in Sifei. Right? So it sounds like a contradiction. They could only use it. You could only exchange it for a higher level, not going down. So, answers the Magen of Ram. The case we're talking about over here is that you have the agreement of the seven trustees, seven leaders of the community, in agreement with the congregation as well. That in this scenario, when technically you're not allowed to go down in status. A level, but because of the leaders agreed to the situation, the severity of it, and as well as the community, you can go down. That has muki law. The Taz is saying the case is even without 
the leaders and the community members agreeing to it. El Demayr be the Dishkile Hamoy is Derech Alva Machakach Yachzra Moy Zacherim Lebinim Beis Hamidush. The Taz wants to suggest that the case is like this. There was a very important need. I'm just giving numbers now. And then the community and, and the person came and said, "We need fifty thousand dollars." And you had the fifty thousand dollars because you just raised it. And guess what? You're going to get the money back as well. That's what the Taz says the case is talking about. So you can lend that $50,000 out. You'll get back the same exact $50,000 and nothing happened. There's no problem. No concern. Because according to this, he's going to what he said earlier, the Taz said earlier in Sifkat and Beis, that if you did collect money, raise money, then you can, you are permitted to lend that money out. We, just, we had this conversation. To lend that money out that was originally collected and raised for the purpose of the shul. So therefore, it's not a concern of going down in Kedusha. Now, we're going to uh, pick up from Konu Avonim in the Mechaber and Sifkot Nain Ches at the next shear. Mir Hashem.